Hello, Pastor Deborah here. Yay. Hi. Welcome again to another word of encouragement for you, little ones. Yeah, I see you out there. Oh, my gosh. I just see so many of you. Welcome, welcome to your channel entitled For Children of All Ages. Each of us on the inside, our spirit, and even our soul. It's a little one, and it needs lots of words of encouragement, lots of learning and teaching to help it to grow and learn, to be transformed, and to become mature. That's right. So welcome. This is your word of encouragement. Number 10 of 2022. It's only going to be part one. When I got studying this topic for you, I discovered there's so many meanings and definitions and different topics that we need to go over to help you. This is a vital one for you to have strong roots in and foundations about. Yeah. And what's its title, you ask? Oh, what does the word God, G-O-D, mean? We hear about gods and goddesses, but nobody really tells us and helps us to understand what the word means. Does it describe a something? Does it describe someone? What does the word God mean? That's what we're going to talk about today here on the Children's Channel for Children of All Ages. And this motion video is from Pixabay. Yeah, I thought you might like that one. And I want to bring to you our helper that's going to help us. Let me get him for you. Big Teddy, can you see him? Yeah, I hold him right there in front of the camera. He's got that heart. You see him? He's going to sort of rep help us as we learn about the word God. I'm going to put him down now. But just know he's with us. And if you have a teddy there with you or any animal, just curl up with him and listen just for a few minutes. But before we begin our teaching, our lesson today, what do we always do? Yes, you right there. Pray. Okay. Would you like to do it? You would. All right. That's wonderful. Let's everybody just sort of bow our little heads, but you don't have to. And let this little one pray. I'll bow my head. And then when he's finished, I'll close this out. Wonderful. Dear Heavenly Father, you heard the words of this little one in the spirit. You heard his spirit saying that they want to learn about you and what this word G-O-D, God, means. For they hear it all over the world in many religions. And yet they really don't know. So we want to ask you, Father, to help us. Help us to understand what this word means according to you. That's right. 
according that we would read in your book called the King James Bible. Help us, Father, because we got a lot to learn. Little ones need lots of teaching. So help them as they watch the video to learn and grow in you. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. All right. What do we also always do when we're teaching? What? We use definitions. That's right. We have to learn. Because if I say the word G-O-D, God, you might not know what it means. So to help us, we have to be both have the same concepts. That's right. So let's say Webster's Dictionary, one of my favorite references that I use. It's my son's eighth grade dictionary. Did you know Webster, who wrote it, was a Christian? Mm -hmm. And he took words and he defined them out according to Greek and Latin and Hebrew. And I use him as well as the Strong's Concordance, which took the Bible, learned, learned people, and they took the words, each word, and they looked up the Hebrew meanings, the Aramaic meanings, or the Greek, or even the Latin meanings, and they help us to read it. But then after you even get that word, its meaning from both the Webster's Dictionary and the Strong's Concordance, you may not yet have the spiritual understanding and the spiritual illumination of that word yet. And only the Holy Spirit, our spiritual teacher, can give that to us. So he's going to be with us today. Where is he? He's usually hanging around if he's not living inside of you yet, like he is Pastor Deborah. But he can be. He lives inside of me. That's right. He's in my spirit. He's a bright, shining light, sort of like what you see here to my spirit. But through in that light that you see there comes the words, the light, the knowledge, the perception, the strength, the power of the God of the words that the Holy Spirit is to bring to us. The Holy Spirit is actually the very spiritual being nature of God himself. Yeah. So if you don't have him inside of you yet, by just believing in him, we can make that happen right now. Father, make that happen and accept them into the family, and it is done. It doesn't take much for little ones, because they always believe the unbelievable. Yeah. A lot of you are already seeing in that realm of the Spirit. Had interactions with the Holy Spirit and those other ones, the bad ones. Yeah, you guys know about them. Yeah, Pastor Deborah does too. Let's get to the definitions. Let's look at the Webster's Dictionary. Definitions number one the being. Oh, that means a God's a who, not a what, not an animal who is perfect in power, that means strong, supreme, or the ultimate truth, and the ultimate goodness, who is worshipped as creator and ruler of the universe. 
That is a powerful definition that this word God is describing. Number two, the eternal, always living, divine principles, concepts, ruling nature, laws, judgment, justice, over all as eternal spirit. Mm-hmm. Number three, eternal mind. The word eternal means always going to be here, generations after generation, never dying, has always been here. Mm-hmm. Number four, a being or object believed to have more than natural attributes or qualities or characteristics or powers and requires all things to worship it. That's a powerful word, God. Yeah. Number five. One Oh, not a what, one controlling a particular aspect or part of reality, the truth. Hmm. Boy, there's a lot to learn about that three little word, God. Number six, a person, a being of supreme royal value. Number seven, a powerful ruler. Mm -hmm. In the Strong's Concordance, the word G-O-D also is Elohim. And that means the supreme God. I think that means there might be others who would like to be the supreme God, but they're not. It's also Elohim. E-L-O-H-I-Y-M. I think I spelled that correctly. Also means the supreme majesty, magistrate. That's a political leader, a king, the ruler of a nation, a country, resources, the CEO. Mm-hmm. That's right. Number three, the great judge. Number four, exceedingly great. Creator, king, ruler of Israel. Ooh. Mm-hmm. There's other religions now that say they have their own God. Yeah, and he might be represented by a star or a moon or a statue or... They might look at animals as gods or that anything could be a god. But this word G, capital G-O-D, means the big guy, the supreme one. And we're going to start off with some scriptures right out of the King James Authorized Bible for you. Genesis 1.1. Yeah, that's a good place to start. And Teddy is going to be going with us. If you notice, Teddy's 
Holden, two hearts, one for him and you, and a rose there. The rose is actually the symbol of this ministry. Teddy is having a hard time today. There, see the rose right in the middle? He's sort of a male, Teddy. Yeah, there. The best I can get him. He's a male Teddy with two, with those two hearts there. Can you see him? He's cutting in and out because of the video and me not doing very well holding him. But that's Teddy. So let's turn to Genesis 1-1. See what it has to say. Genesis 1-1. In the beginning, that must have been, there was a time when something started. God, G-O-D, created the heavens and the earth. So that tells us that this God of the Bible, this Elohim, created the heavens. You see him back there. You also see him in the natural. The heavens are both a spiritual realm and a natural realm. And the earth, that's the natural realm. And that takes us off to Psalms 8.3. Psalms 8.3 was written by King David, the first king, magistrate, politician of the city of Jerusalem and the nation of Israel. And he wrote, when I consider your heavens, the work, the deeds of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have ordained, spoken into existence, decreed, commanded to be, to be created. So if you have a God that symbol is a moon or a waxing or waning moon or a star, they were created by this God of the Bible. So they are not the supreme God because they didn't even create themselves. And if you also are in another religion that believes maybe people, prophets, animals, people who are passed away are a God to follow. Mm -hmm. Some people lift up a prophet higher than this God of the Bible. Mm hmm. Some people lift up an object, an animal, a thing, maybe a purpose in life. Some people lift up money as a God, or maybe they lift up abortion to serve a God of death. A lot of people trying to be worshipped and served by us, by humanity, by you little ones. Okay, so we learned God is a creator. Yeah. See him back there? When he speaks, he creates. He brings forth right out of him life itself. Now we're going to look at how this God, G-O-D of the Bible, how did he create humanity, you and me? That's right. So let's listen to Genesis 1, 26 through 28. What we're learning is the word God means supreme creator, the royal politician who creates 
his land, his territory, the heavens and the earth. Now he's going to create his family. Mm -hmm. Verse 26. And God said to himself and to his Holy Spirit, let us, all of me, my father's side, my image, my sperm, my DNA side, and my likeness, my mother's side, my female side with the egg. Let us, all of me, create and conceive within me humanity, a human, and let it be growing and developing inside of me until its birth on this new earth, this new planet. Let us make humanity that I will call man, not a gender of a male sex, but he came first, the male. He was the source of the female. The female came out of the man. Man was a non-gender spiritual being to be placed in humus dirt of the earth that maybe had not yet been created. This spiritual being was to made was to be made in the image and after his own likeness. Mm-hmm. So if you don't know who this G-O-D God is of this Bible, you won't know who you are whose image and likeness you were originally made in. But that did get all messed up and perverted and twisted, and humanity became the mess you see it is today. He said, I want to create them in my image and after my likeness. I want them to be a father and a mother, to be both a male and a female, the source of life, the sperm, and the one who takes in the sperm, the egg, and that becomes conceived and grows and develops before it's birthed out. If you want to see how life was done, all of life, look at a, how a little human being is conceived. And it stays inside the womb till the time has come for it to be birthed. That's how God was in the beginning. He had all this things of creation inside of him waiting to be birthed. And he was going to let them be called man. And he was going to give them some gifts and some blessings. So let's hear that. We're still in verse 26. And let this man, this race of beings, these spiritual things, have number one, dominion over the fish of the sea. That means the vibrating actions of fear and death, torment and stress of the sea, the waters, the fluids, the spiritual realms in the physical brain, in the body, and even in the sea on the earth. And over the fowl, the flying things in the air, words, swift beings, creatures, concepts of the air, the realm of the spirit. Woo. 
Now, that's not all written there. That is what you would call an amplified version mm -hmm, that you have to dig and study and have the Holy Spirit revealed to you. So let's keep going. We were to have dominion even over the sky, the heavens and the weather and things that flew in it, the very nature even over the spirit realm itself. And he didn't stop there. He said, and over the cattle. That means the beast of the field and one's own soul and its behaviors and the thoughts and desires and concepts it might have that would be considered a cattle, a beast of the field. And we were also to be royal kings with dominion over the earth, manage it as a politician, an administrator, a magistrate, a judge, over our own self, over our soul, and our physical body first. Then we were to teach others how to do that with inside of them. And then from there, we could have dominion over the earthly realm that we were in. We were a being of two realms, the spirit realm and the realm of the natural. Mm -hmm. We had the Holy Spirit, this guy, for just a, a little bit, but it really didn't last. That's another whole story. And he said, also have dominion over every creeping thing, both spiritual things and earthly, natural things that creep, crawl, move in the darkness, hidden from you, hidden from your sight upon the earth. Could be viruses, bacteria, things going on on the inside of you sicknesses, diseases, creeping things, maybe their philosophies, concepts, principles of other people mm -hmm, that are not good and very, very evil. Verse 27, so God created man. Who created? God, G-O-D, the creator. Mm -hmm. In his own image, in the image of God, created he, that was man, him. His name was Adam, which meant dark earth. So man's first human body was probably very, very dark. Mm -hmm. with dark soil, but inside of it was every color of the skin and every color of the dirt with all the sperm of humanity in him, in seed form. And he placed this new spiritual being called man into a dirt body. He breathed life into the dirt body. He became a living soul. That's right. We learned that later on. Now, at this point, he was not mature. He was like you, a baby, not fully ready to produce children yet. He was just born. 
And he was given a job to go about this garden called Eden and work. And he did for a while. And when the time came, God told him, okay, you've done what I've told you to do. You've managed, you've learned. Now you're ready to have a companion, a helpmate to help you. It was time for the man to become a father. Well, he needed that woman's side to become impregnated with his sperm and produce and conceive another dirt body to place a spirit in. Mm -hmm. You have to grow up first. So Adam was his name. And he was put in this dirt body called Earth. And this Earth was connected to the spirit through something called the soul that was to be the helpmate of the spirit. And the soul was connected to the physical body, which connected the spirit through something called a silver cord. They were all one. And also the physical body was called the a cistern, a bowl. As long as that silver cord was not cut permanently, or the bowl broken, the physical body, spirit man would stay inside his dirt body. He could move around, but he didn't have to leave permanently. God created he, him, this first one, both male with sperm and a female with eggs. The female was inside of this first man. And created he them. He created one that would be many coming from one. Just like him. He was one, but he became many, became all forms. He reproduced himself. He placed his own image and likeness inside of him, man, and the female to come. And they were to have the likeness. And the image of God. God has eyes and eyelids and eyebrows and hair and lips and nose. has hands. has a body of some kind. But it's all light. It's so majestic you can't really see it. Can't get too close to him. So he said, I want to show you sort of what I look like. Here's my image in this man. Mm -hmm. I'm very complicated, he says. But I'll give you the best I can, a sort of sample. So you, little one, are an image in your physical body and your body. And he says that I want this man and this soon coming helpmate, the woman, to create more bodies. Their egg and their sperm would come together and create the dirt body to house more spirits. But before that could really happen, the sperm got all mixed up, perverted, and just the Holy Spirit left. That's another sad story. But let's keep going about this word God and see that he is a creating, a creator, majestic. And that's him in the background, yeah. Verse 28, and God blessed them while they were still inside of him. He put his hands on his tummy, so to speak. And he said, 
and he decreed unto them, spoke and prophesied. He says, be fruitful and multiply. Be and replenish the earth. Bring more humans out from the womb of creation. That's why it's so important for both the father and the mother to lay hands on the tummy of a mama. Bless and pray and speak blessings over the child or children that are in there. His hands were on himself saying, and subdue the earth. Conquer all death. Get control of yourselves and your thoughts, your ideas. Subdue all your flesh. Let your spirit be the king and the ruler over your helpmate, the soul, and your physical body. Then from there, he says, have dominion over all the earth. He prophesied to us. Did you know he only made one? Mm -hmm. He did the work. He put everything in the one man. Maybe that's why so many people don't like men. I don't know. But he put everything in that one man who had the female inside already. He says, have dominion over all the fish. He still got his hands on himself of the sea. He's reminding these new creatures coming again. What he had already spoken and blessed and prophesied. He says, have dominion over the sea. Have everything under your dominion. Be the ruler, the leader, the manager, the king, the politician on earth. Control yourselves, the realm of the spirit, the government on the earth, all natural things. Have dominion over the fowl of the air, he decrees, and over every living thing with life in it that moves upon the earth. So God, G-O-D, first is a creator. And so you're beginning to see what the word God, G-O-D, is. How it's beginning to define itself out to you. And this is just part one. We'll pick up again in part two next week. And we'll look at a couple of more of his attributes. And what are they? You don't know? Okay. It says God, this creator, is a spirit. So we have to look at what a spirit is. And what does that mean to us that are here on planet Earth? Both to us in the spirit realm, to our forever person, and to us as a physical body and as a soul. So next lesson will be part two of what does God mean? That God is a spirit. And so that ends this word of encouragement for you. And I want to get Teddy back to say goodbye to you. There he is. Let's see if I can get his hand to say bye. Teddy's so loving. Two hearts he carries. One for you, one for him. All right. Let's do an ending here and say thank you for coming. And if you would like to know this God a little better and have his light 
shining in your spirit and become one of his children, just like Pastor Deborah is. Let's pray and make it happen. Dear Heavenly Father, you know these little ones. You know all about them. If they just say, I want to be your child, they want your light in them. They want to be connected to you. They want to believe in you and know you better. You know how to make that happen. Even if they've been serving other gods, goddesses, worshiping animals, worshiping a prophet or a man, stuck in religion, stuck in ways that they can't get out of, and maybe they never will be free physically. But help them spiritually, Father. You know what to do. Birth them anew into your family, into the kingdom of heaven, and help their spirits to have the indwelling light of you, their father and mother, through their your Holy Spirit. In the name of Christ Jesus. Okay. Next week, part two. You be here. See you then.